Hello, James here. Welcome to the James Cast and another very fun, informative, and entertaining episode of the We Will Fix It Show with Colin Thomas. We're going to talk about locks. We're going to talk about plumbing. We're just going to talk generally about things that are going on around us. It's all coming to you from the Rove Hotel downtown Dubai's podcast studio. Colin's got a lot on his mind. You know what? You're going to love it. Let's jump right into it. It's the James Cast and the We Will Fix It Show. Uh, good day. We got, got Glenn coming in. Yeah, I know he's coming to me after. Oh, good. Yeah, we'll have a sit down and talk our vans. Oh, yeah, should be good. Yeah, uh-huh. nothing, nothing, no real problems going on. But uh, you know, I've spent sat down with him in oh, a month and a half or so. Uh, so. Same with me. I haven't, I haven't talked to him in a long yeah. time. We've just blown an engine as well. So, oh no, um, yeah, oh no. it happens. I mean, I bought six knowing that we were going to do it at some point <laughs> this year. So they're all sat with him. So it's actually in a weird way. It's kind of nice to use them. Get one of them back in the fleet, which would be good. But it was quite yes. a new van, which is slightly irritating. Oh no, oh no. It does happen. Yeah. But um, uh, this is a really odd one. Normally, it's either like um, an oil pump failure or water pump yeah. failure, and the driver just doesn't pay any attention. Oh no, no. Hold oh. on, hold on, hold on. How is that possible that you can have your repair guys no, out driving? Get ready for this. Absolute <laughs> genius. They always think, oh, it's okay. I can either get it back to the office or I can get it back to PowerWorks. Okay. Yeah. Weekly, we send the notice. If ever you have a heat issue, stop them. Van then, yeah. And anyway, I, totally I, I, I'm very it. kind to have that. Uh, <laughs> yes, I, but, I omitted mean, the important but word. But that's like my common sense thing, and I always oh, yeah, even basic, my wife it? does that, and she, yep. you know, on the side of the road, she goes, "You know, you haven't given me Glenn's phone number." Now she has Glenn's phone number. She just calls him direct. But the difference is, <laughs> the difference is that in this situation, it's your van. Yeah. With my drivers, it's not their van. Yeah, but it's they got my van. But they got to treat it like it's their van. Well, I will treat their ass like it is my property <laughs> if they do it again, for sure. But we, you know, we've we've yeah. always said the last thing that we want to do is to um, is to charge people when they do something that stupid because yeah. yeah. we need that honesty within the business. But so it's just a cost that we take on, and luckily. We're almost like a Formula One team now in terms yeah. of that scenario. So engines are already sat with Glenn, so okay. we're ready to go for when they blow. Yeah. And, um, and and we've done this many times before. And so. you have you have two two auto two garages, you Glenn and the other guy. Yeah, well, EBC I use my my personal stuff, okay. and it's just down to the fact that I, it's nothing to do with Glenn whatsoever. It's just I really like spending time with my mates, <laughs> and you know. <laughs> At the end of the day, and also trying to share the love as well. Yeah, you yeah, know, I want to yeah. spend money with with um, people that I really rate, and yeah. to throw everything to Glenn would mean I've got James there, who's got this incredible business as well that that I'm not really supporting. So yeah. I just try and kind of mix it around yeah. so that everybody gets um, gets a little bit of the love. Share the love. Mm. There we go. We got we got a whole bunch to talk about today. Yep. I am ready when you are. Including the the epic 10 minutes with Colin. Yeah, let's talk plumbing. It's been a while on plumbing, hasn't it? I, we haven't done much I, on that. Yeah, why is that? I don't know. Probably because it's one of those that is kind of um, overlooked to a degree. And then yeah. I saw, I must have seen this week about eight posts. Oh, we'll talk about this online, but um, I've seen about eight posts of people saying, is the water down in Alreem 1? And it's like, oh God, really? You still have got so little understanding of your plumbing system that you think that everybody is down because you're down. It doesn't work like that, love. Uh, You know, yeah, okay. We're going to get to that. Let's do it. Let's get started because we need to. Here we go. It's Potaholics time, which means we're going to do the We Will Fix It show with Colin Thomas from We Will Fix It and Essential Maintenance Dubai coming to you from the Rove Hotel downtown Dubai podcast studios. 
If there is something on your mind, fixing your house, fixing your life, fixing your mate's flat, Colin is the man to walk you through it. And you know what? You need to fix a relationship. He also has a lot of advice there because he's been through it all. Oh, I can destroy those. (laughs) And a big shout out to Joey Woo Woo. Here we go. It's Potaholics time. Colin's here. How did you like that one? Yeah, that was good, but I think we need to make more about Joey Woo Woo because he is the legend that is. So, so Joey and I, Joey Woo Woo being my brother Jason, yes, we have the ongoing thing where I want to put a wing on the back of his wife's Subaru, which is definitely required. Yeah, and and so we're working on it, and and we're gonna we're gonna get there. So it's gonna be kind of fun. But what I've discovered is. He has an affinity for wings now too because I've started pointing them out to him and all he does is constantly send me now images of great wings on other vehicles. Well, I'd like to throw in a curveball for you and Joey Woo on this, which is the main issue that I have with wings. I know this is designed to look ridiculous, but but bear with me. Yeah. The main issue that I have with the wings that I see on cars here in Dubai is they <laughs> yeah. have zero aerodynamic effect. Oh, they're, they're just for show. Like yes. we, we know this. Yeah. Well, no, I don't want to go down that route. <laughs> and also with, I think there may well be some decent access to aeroplane tail planes in Canada, right? This is uh, is purely working on theory, okay? Now, I thought, if you're looking for something that is A, ridiculous, and secondly, has a chance of some aerodynamic effect, if you could find a plane scrapyard Uh and like a little um, Cessna 172 or something like that, the tail plane off that, affix that to the Subaru, then we've got something that we can talk about. So you you won't believe this. This This is incredible. Joey Woo Woo also deals in aircraft parts. No. Yeah. Oh, it's a match made in heaven here, isn't it? <laughs> right. Well, there we go. How, why? Uh, you know, don't ask those questions, but he does. He does. Oh, see, there's me thinking that Joey Woo Woo couldn't go up in my um, estimations, yeah. but he's done it. Beyond That's Blue Aerospace. He does a lot of work with Beyond Blue and, uh, you know, he's, he's, he's right into that stuff. So, and he's got a mate, Dougie who is extraordinary. Dougie. Yeah, he's the guy who does Smash Up Derby. Oh, yes, of course. Yeah. yeah. So we got Dougie joining in on the fun, and he's going to make sure that we actually, um, we make things happen. Cool. That sounds great. I'm having some issues here. You are having some issues. Well, listen, listeners wide and far. So we are in the wonderful Rove podcast studio with um, pretty much the gear that you spec'd yourself for the Rove. And um, our Rodecaster Pro is quite possibly the best of the, uh, the scenarios that we have here. However, somebody was kind enough to change every single setting today. So James has spent the last 15 minutes trying to get it all back to some semblance of normality. Yeah. And it's fighting back, isn't it? James? It is. It doesn't want to do it for me. It's all over the map. Well, it's fine for me. So I was hoping yeah. I could kind of cover you off there for a second and let you, you, did. Let you tinker. You did. You know what? I, I moved everything over. I've reconnected things. I have no idea what was going on. That was almost semi-professional, you know. <laughs> that was amazing. Gee whiz. It's like back in the radio days when we give that scary look to one another. You know? You're oh, on your own. Man. Cover it. You know what? I, I want to hit right off the bat yes. with 10 Minutes with Colin. because oh, cool. Let's do it. Because... I, Plumbing is where it's going. Let's hit it. Let's do it. This is 10 Minutes with Colin. 
you know, we need to do that through like a 7.1 system because <laughs> I think that would split ridiculously. In the car, it splits ridiculously. Yeah. So, so well. So seven, um, you know, 7.1 could be quite, quite something on that. Yeah, that'd be fun. Anyway, I've got to be professional here, haven't I? Because this is the 10 minutes with me. It's all about plumbing. And as you said, people do not understand the plumbing in their homes. Yes. So where this kind of came from was um, online this week, there have been post after post after post after post, which have all been the same thing i've got no water in whatever location i'm in yeah. i'm guessing everybody else is in the same boat okay now i don't know how many times i've copied and copied and pasted the same response <laughs> which is no it's just down to you your uh, plumbing has got an issue and it suddenly got me thinking and that was kind of where i was um, yesterday on the dog walk when you sent through your normal kind of briefing notes and i suddenly thought for the 10 minutes of colin today i want to just give people the most rough outline of their plumbing system and how it actually works so i want to i want to interrupt just for a second because one of the problems that we face with plumbing here is is ultimately we're coming from other parts of the world yes and the plumbing in the UK, the plumbing in Canada, water feeds to homes typically work differently than the UAE. Absolutely, yeah. There's a simple reason for that, which is it's the pressure of the incoming water that is different in where we're from versus where it is here. Mm. Um, here it's lower, and I don't know why, but normally yeah. it will come somewhere between 0.5 of a bar and maybe one bar. That's a, that's a trickle. A normal. Well, no, it's not actually. It's it's, yeah. it's all right. It's just it's not designed to. Um, and it, it, often that alone is enough for uh, a ground floor. So, mm. for instance, many homes here have a direct feed for their gardens, uh, or alternatively, garage areas at ground floor. But they definitely couldn't do that for an upper floor location. Might now my maintenance guy. They wanted to do that. They wanted to run it direct up. And I said, yeah, yeah not even happening. No, absolutely. Okay. So what that basically means is if you imagine if you haven't got enough pressure, then you basically need to create that pressure so that when you turn on your big rain head shower, you've got enough water coming through to give you the experience that you want. Yeah. So Dubai has pretty much universally chosen a system which is a, um, a, a storage tank initially so that you can build up the amount of water yeah, yeah, that you yeah. need. And then secondly, some sort of pumping system and the nuances of that are mm. different depending on which location that you're in interestingly enough the best system is by far and away not the most expensive system oh how, how is that possible right, well, get ready never, i'm not going to name way. the location oh, come on you can name it i'm not going to name <laughs> oh, the location give us a hint okay it has a <laughs> uh, uh various courses uh, golf courses called earth wind and fire nearby <laughs> that, that's enough there we go and the system that they've got designed there is quite possibly a um a technical um, plumber's dream it's absolutely <laughs> unbelievable so the whole system is computer controlled oh no it's triplicated so we have three pumps that are operating it's like a space shuttle oh it's unbelievable <laughs> it has its own room underground oh, oh, like nice. a big room yeah you know, this is bigger than um bigger than a well actually it's bigger than i was about to say bigger than a major room but no it's bigger than a double room really yeah and then it has alongside it it has a water tank that's in the same, like with a partition, in the same in this, area. Is there a drain in that room as well for the water tank? Well, interestingly <laughs> enough, there is a hole for a drain, yes. okay? And then some of them still have a pump that works, okay? okay? Some of them so never like have a, the like pump. like a sump pump kind exactly, of drain. Oh, okay, exactly, exactly. Gotcha. But 
Most of them, it was never installed. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, so, I see. I, I know where this is going. Yeah. Okay. So when, when we get called out, and the moment that we normally get called out is, I've just opened the hatch to the special little room, which is normally under the golf cart area. The golf cart area, though. Okay. Yeah, obviously, you have a golf <laughs> You don't have a golf cart, James. What, what's going on? Are, are golf carts, by the way, popular in the ranches or no? Absolutely not. No. There's like two there, and we all laugh at them as we go past. <laughs> but anyway. Um, Oh, and security have got them as well. Oh, now, God. that's just uh, sports to try and get those when security aren't looking. Uh, that's a lie. I'm not, I don't do that. Right. Let's get back to the point. Yeah, so we so- get the phone call and they've just opened the hatch and they said, well, I've just opened this hatch and I didn't realise that the whole room was the water tank. And the first time this happened, we were like, we scratched out, what the whole room's No, it's got a partition that's there and that, that's basically what's, yeah. what's there. Anyway, what's gen- actually happened here is the float valve, which yeah. is a uh, cost, you know, a couple hundred dirhams yep. has failed. Yep. There is no alarm. And oh, then it is no. basically flooded over. Now, where there is a sump pump, the sump's gone, oh, right, my time to turn on now. It turns on. But unfortunately, after the days upon days, because you can't actually see the sump pump is operating. Oh, no. It gets clogged. Uh-huh. And with all the dirt that's in this room, I mean, it's not it's not a clean room as such. So all the dirt that's been uh, that's there, and it gets clogged. And at that point, it's not getting rid of all the water. They've already got an enormous dewa bill at this point because yeah. it's been fighting and fighting and fighting for days on end to get rid of all this water that's yeah. flown in. And then what happens is the water starts to rise. Uh-huh. Okay, uh-huh. now the water rises so that it is. If you imagine this is like a, a smallish double bedroom, that's the right size for this. So it rises until it's reached not just the roof, but it's gone straight the way up the access tunnel to get to the golf cart parking location above and has come down the driveway. Okay. And then that's a lot of water. Yeah. Yeah. At that moment, we get the phone call. Okay. To which we want to say, whatever you do, turn off your dewa right now. Okay. So we would normally get there a couple of hours later, by which time the water is kind of soaked in a little bit. And, um, you know, if the sump pump's still operating, well, no, it's is operating there, it's shorted out by then. But normally we get it so we can see the first step of the rung uh, going down the access 12 feet. So do you guys Jack Cousteau it or? Uh, no. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, can you imagine that for health and safety? Oh, yeah, I'm doing a health and safety audit. Oh, I can't find two of my staff. They're currently underwater. In an electrical unit in Jamaica Golf Estates. No, James, we don't do that. Instead, what happens is we, we literally have to pump it out okay. as a start point. Now, um, once we've pumped it out, and that in itself can take a day oh, for sure. to do, um, we then get to the stage of um, trying to see what we've got left. We then actually, you need to vent it beyond them because it is so humid. Oh, yeah. So then we've well, you've got, got all the electricity, right? Because that is not only is there a, a water storage tank down there, all the pumps for the house are down there, right? Well, at that point, basically everything is shorted anyway. Right. So um, we will then obviously. The three computer systems, the whole oh, bit. Oh, right. Yeah, let me tell you. <laughs> so basically at that point, before anyone's allowed anywhere near it, the whole thing has to be isolated so that we know for sure that we've got a safe working environment. It will then be retested before they're allowed anywhere near it. Once we've pumped it out, and um, then we'll put in a fan to literally just get rid of that humidity and just start some movement around there so that we can get a bone-dry working environment where yeah. we, we've got something to work with. Everything that is down there is toast. It is done. That's got to be thousands. It's thousands. tens of thousands. Wow. To give you an idea, if you retrofitted what was there previously, you'd be looking at fifty to 60,000 to put it right. Okay, and this is a 200 dirham item that's failed. Wow. Yeah. So... 
what we actually do is something completely different, which is we put a much lower tech solution in there that actually works. <laughs> you know? The only bit of high tech that we add is we put an actuator, which is, all it is an actuator is an electric valve that opens and okay. closes yeah. onto the, uh, just before where the, the cheap float valve is. Uh-huh. And that's attached to another electric float valve so that when it goes too high, it shuts that valve, creating a safety there so uh, it can't a overflow. Idea. That's a good idea. It's not expensive. <laughs> you can do that for about a thousand dirhams. Not difficult, but it's a no-brainer yeah. uh, that's there. So um, at that point, rip out all the pumps. Um, we, again, I mean, we've looked at reconditioning them, but the reconditioning costs are almost the same as a brand new pump. Really? Yeah. I mean, and they're brilliant pumps. Oh my goodness, they're grunfold. They're like wow. as good as it gets. They're like yeah. the Ferrari of the pump world, the Grunfoss. You cannot kill a Grunfoss. <laughs> in fact, you know, here's a case in point. Remember Nargis, my um, yeah, customer yeah. 23 yes, from yes. the early days? We fitted a pump, and um, a, just a standard, um, standard Grunfoss at her place in 2008, and we've just replaced it. Really? Yeah. And it was only because it was noisy. It was still working. <laughs> it was just really noisy. And it's because as the bearings get old, yeah, they, yeah. they finally go. But my neighbor's got one of those. My na- I'm sure my neighbor's got, you know, I don't know what kind of pump it is, but yeah. you can hear the bearings and it came on the other morning as, you know, I was out in the hot tub and I, I hear it. I'm going, and instantly I'm going, it's not my hot tub making that noise. Almost certainly that will be a Dragon Mart special for irrigation, mm. which mm. can happen inside two weeks. Oh yeah. For, you know, you know what? It is an irrigation pump because they had yeah. a borehole put in. Yeah. yeah. And, the, and the irony, we're going to get back to the plumbing, but the irony mm. is, so my neighbor says, Hey, you got, you got to get one of these boreholes put in. And you know, and I'm going, uh, water table already is pretty low. And I, I'm nearly slightly illegal. Yeah. And I'm going, I don't think that's a good idea. No. And then I said, well, what's the cost savings you got? Oh yeah. Well, he goes, Oh, I saved about 300 dirhams. That's it. I'm going, you saved 300 dirhams? Really? I said, I, I don't think it's working right then for you. No. <laughs> allegedly, <laughs> allegedly, these kind of things, if you've got a big garden, um, were it not to be illegal, which obviously yeah. we'd, we'd, we'd never be a part of, but um, you can save thousands a month. Yeah. Um, but again, it's not legal. So that's no. the end of that discussion. Yeah. So d- yeah. don't ask me how we got this thing. I don't know. But yeah. yeah I, I, but the, the sound of that pump, oh, horrible. Yes. Loud. I mean, it was yeah. loud enough that I got out and checked to make sure that the old jacuzzi pumps weren't uh, acting up. Yeah. So the retrofit in this yeah. situation for this undisclosed location, um, roughly we can get the whole thing done for about 15,000, um, which considering it's 50 to 60, if you retrofitted the same stuff and that retrofitted system, if you put the same in again, yeah. will happen again in about three to five years really yeah because if you imagine if you've got no safety on it yeah, there's, yeah. there's nothing to there's nothing to stop it oh, um, yeah. happening again so it's just a design flaw so uh, we've done that one but let's get back to the basics of plumbing and what we're talking about yeah. so the first question that always comes is is this happening everywhere within my development and the answer is no assuming that your system is working correctly yeah the only time when it could be happening to everybody was be if all of you have broken the law and you are directly connected to Dewa. Right. That is not something that is allowed in Dubai. Mm. You have to use your storage tank because otherwise okay. you have these massive pressure f- uh, fluctuations first thing in the morning when everybody's real- having a shower. I didn't realize that was law, that everyone has to have a tank that the water... Now, here's an interesting one. It definitely it was raised in like, a, oh, around the 2008, 2009 period when we were just starting out and we asked for clarification from d yeah. at that time. I haven't seen anything since either in one direction or the other. And I have looked to clarify that since we went to d head office to yeah. have a conversation with them. So 
I don't know that anything has changed. It makes total logic that it is still illegal because it's yeah. an utter disaster for yeah, Dewa yeah. trying to um, keep some semblance, uh, semblance of uh, standard pressure there. So, and it's just a really bad idea to mm. do it because there's quite often where you will get four or five hours for whatever reason where Dewa are trying to fix the system somewhere where they shut off the water right. knowing fully well that because everybody's got a big storage tank, yeah. it has no effect on people whatsoever. Right. Okay, well, so that's perfectly okay. And they don't think twice about doing that because, you know, as far as I'm aware, it's illegal to do a direct connection. Okay, now you imagine the practical side of a landlord. Okay, so a landlord who is currently um, experiencing falling rents, and uh, this is a landlord in a villa, just so that we're clear, is uh, experiencing falling rents. And the last thing he wants to do is pay anything. So what he does is he gets his little man who goes goes there, opens up the um, the bypass valve, connects you directly. You open your tap, you're like, oh, I've got water. Isn't my landlord a wonderful guy? Okay. And in reality, he's done nothing. He's yeah. opened one valve and he's connected you direct to Dewa, which means that now um, you have water. You probably notice uh, in some cases you will get better pressure than other locations. Um, you know, things like if you're at the bottom of the hill of your road, <laughs> right. you, are, or you will often get better pressure than sure. if you were further up. You've got instance. gravity. Exactly. Gravity helping you. Yeah, yeah. So you might not notice it upstairs. Uh, upstairs. It might still be okay. I had one, pro- my last property actually was the <laughs> first one that I I'd had where I actually had decent pressure under Dewa when we were swapping pumps okay. over. I yeah, might, yeah. might be very clear on that. Um, but most places might have been an absolute disaster in the ranches when we've had to do that for huh. upstairs. Yeah, yeah. So we've literally been, it's been a dribble up the upstairs tap trying to get the kids bath at, at night. So, um, you know, we start off two hours beforehand to get to get through it. So that is the the, uh, the start point. So there is a storage tank there. So it mm. should be, your each home should be pretty much isolated in their own plumbing system. Right. and it shouldn't be directly related um, to the wider Dewa setup. You've then got your pump. We talk right. about pumps quite yeah. a lot, but basically it's simple. There is a pump. All it does is it adds to the pressure that you get mm. within the, uh, the plumbing system. And then sat on top of that, normally looking like a bit of a trumpet, you've yeah. got the pressure kit. Its job is simple, on and off. When it uh, when you close the tap again in the house, the pressure automatically builds because the pump's still running. It finally reaches that point where the pressure kit tells the pump, right, we've done enough now, you can yeah. turn off. Okay, equally, you open the tap, and at that point, the pressure that's still in the pipes comes out. The pressure goes low, the pressure goes, oh no, we haven't got enough water pressure here. So it turns on the pump to create more pressure. It's literally that simple as it it runs. Okay. So that is kind of the main part of um, your, the water supply. The next one is hot water, how hot water Mm. happens in the house. There's now, there's two main systems that, um, uh, that operate. The first one is um, a bathroom by bathroom uh, cylinder, which is a hot water cylinder, which is the old style, probably until about six years ago. That was the standard. Okay, that's that's the standard where I am. Yeah, and same where I am in the ranches one as well. And basically you have one water heater in each location that uh, is there. Most people leave it on. And as a result, what happens is the water heats up. There's a thermostat there, which can be varied. So if your water is either too cold or too hot, you want somebody who knows what they're doing to move that because it is right alongside the electrical connection for yeah. um, uh, the water heater. 
displacement. If you touch that when it's on, you are going to get knocked off your ladder and uh, it, you could be seriously hurt. Yeah. So don't just go and do it yourself if you don't know exactly what you're doing. Very important. Um, but saying that, to actually change the, the temperature setting, the actual physical timing of it is only a, uh, like five minutes to be able mm. to get that done. Easy. It's easy, but the problem with it is you don't know exactly how far you've taken it in uh, either direction. Uh, so it's a, it can be a little bit suck it and see. So any um, any supplier should be perfectly happy to come back if they haven't got it right first time, right. and it's not their fault. It's just one of those where okay. they're trying to find that that sweet spot for nice. you. So what's what's the what's happened in the last six years that's changed? So in the last six years, they've started to move over to solar water heaters. Oh, I see those on the top yeah. of homes. Okay, so these are actually combi units. They're not pure solar solar units. Oh, okay. But what they are basically is a big tank. So yeah. the ones that are in the ceiling are normally 80 litres. This one's likely to be around the 200 litre mark. Ooh, nice. And it works as a little ecosystem on your roof, <laughs> whereby there's a, a tiny little pump that actually pushes the water yeah. through the board that you see, which is, all it is is a black board with water running through uh -huh. it. So obviously that black is there to, um, to take all of the solar that it can, and it keeps circulating it through and through and through until it hits the right temperature at which nice. point it would shut off. Yeah. Now, unfortunately, during win the winter period, you're unlikely to get the full heat that you're looking for. Yeah. So as a result, there is also a, th a, th a, um, a heating element and a thermostat in that uh, tank okay. as well so that you can get extra heat from electricity if you hmm. need it. So hence, it's a combi kind of unit setup okay. that way. So that's What's the, the longevity system. of those things? Because that uh, just sounds to me like it's on the roof, right? I yeah. see these things. They're struggling, at the I've got to say. And a lot of it is the original pipe work that was used that was substandard. Ah. So the, the thermostats as well are not designed to work within the salty environment that we have. So we're doing about four or five a week at the moment really? of um, just um, repairs and that kind of thing. There's a new housing development by me. I mean, I say new, it's about a year old now. Yeah, and I, I see know. those on the roofs. Yeah. I look over and I say, oh yeah. The, and I always wonder, because they look kind of nice. And... I've seen some of the older places where it looks like they've abandoned them. Yes. Yeah. It's a, it's a really difficult one because the idea is brilliant. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's massive in Cyprus. When I went to Cyprus, oh. I couldn't believe it. Every property has one. Mm. But I don't know whether or not the issue is, well, I do know. It's the salt that's the issue. Okay. And um, they haven't, I don't think the design has been updated to be able to cope with that as well as it should have been um, mm. in all honesty it's not difficult to do it can be done but they haven't done it yeah. yet so um there are those issues um but you know hot water cold water that's the standard scenario if you've got water coming through your ceiling which is the other one oh. so this is what we talked before about the fact that I really do like having a conversation with a lady on the phone. There's nothing, it's, it's a simple reason yeah. that they tell me honestly what is going on and, um, and what they can see. Yeah. So the phone call normally goes, right, I've got water coming through my ceiling. Okay, is your AC on? This is with a lady. Is your AC on? Um, yes, it is. Great. Can you turn your AC, AC off, please? Call me back in 15 minutes and tell me what happened next. It's possible that it's going to go loads of water. Yeah. It could be that it just stops. But whatever happens, just let me know. Okay? 15 minutes later, phone call comes. It's exactly the same. Right. In which case, that's almost certainly your water heater. Have you noticed that your water's been going orange recently? Rust. 
Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yes, I have. Right. In which case, I'm pretty confident this is going to be your water heater. Whereabouts are you? Oh, I'm in the ranches. Let's do that because yeah. I know it well. I'm in the ranches. Oh, and which um, bathroom is it? Oh, it's the bathroom for the Jack and Jill, which is the two bedrooms that share the bathroom upstairs. Oh, well, thank you for that. That's an 80 litre Ariston. We hold them in stock and we can, we can quote there and then and away <laughs> we go. With a man, the phone call goes, hi, just to let you know, I've got a dead water heater. Uh, well, can, we, can I just take you through the um, the process of how we, we would diagnose? No, 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 no. No need for that. Um, I already know that it's my water heater that's dead. Oh, um, so have you put your head up in this? No, I haven't, don't need to do that. It's my water heater. Oh, all these questions. And in all reality, if we go there with a water heater, you know, it's a good 50-50 whether or not it's the AC that's actually the issue, or it could even be a plumbing pipe that's dead as well. Right. But again, because we haven't been able to go through that process, yeah. it makes it more difficult. So that is literally the reason why we prefer the conversations with the lady of the house. Yeah, yeah. So we got hot water tanks. We've got the... Hot water tanks, we've got the pumping system as well. Faucets, we can talk oh, about faucets, as well. That's right. Yeah. That's all. So, the standard one with the faucets, you know, everybody says, oh, well, just go and repair a gasket. Well, they're all different in the reality. <sighs> modern life, unfortunately, back yeah. in the day, it used to be that was a standard. Yeah. And, um, and the actual parts would be standard as well. The way they're manufactured now, if you try and take apart a faucet that has been in a Dubai <laughs> property for a few years, it nine times out of ten, it's going to smash. Yeah. Nine times out of ten of that, um, we're not going to be able to get the spare part that we actually need. So the reality is it's a replacement now if oh, you've man. got an issue with the tap. The only issue that is standard that is an easy one to fix is there's a sand filter on the end of your tap. Ah. If when you go both hot and cold, you haven't got much water coming out of it in both directions nine times out of ten, it's just the sand filter on the end. Right. So you, often people can do this themselves, which is just undo that sand filter. You might just need to use a spanner because it might be a, a right. while since it was last removed. Turn it upside down, give it a little bit of water. You'll see all of the sand in there. It's quite dramatic when you <laughs> yeah. do see it. Put it back and all of a sudden you've got amazing flow again. And yeah. this is something that is a proper DIY that people can do themselves. <sighs> Easy. And that, that, you know, cleaning out the trap on a, a sink, is that something I noticed on the kitchen sinks, there's usually a removable trap. Yes, there is. You're right. So basically there's a U-bend there. And, yeah. um, and then on the bottom of that, um, you, all you do is literally, it's a twist, um, yeah. which is a, a standard clockwise twist yeah. on that one, I think, uh, if you've got a blockage in there. But actually very rare. That's what you'd normally use when you drop your, your ring down the right. kitchen sink. Yeah. If there's a blockage, normally it'll be um, in the floor drain itself self in that kind of location in which case you're more than welcome to stick your hand down there and um, i will always stress if you are going to do that you yeah. need to be super careful there's often glass down there mm. and uh, you know double rubber gloves is the normal scenario that you do and move your hand really slowly when it's in there so that if there is glass you have a chance before you slice yourself yeah. um, that happens a lot uh, alternatively obviously a service that all um, decent maintenance companies yeah. would, uh, would would offer that's a, that's everything you really need to know about your your yeah, it's not much house. more. Yeah, yeah, it's it's actually remarkably simple when you think of it as a flow. Yeah. This is something I talk to our bookings team about frequently, which is everything in terms of maintenance is about flow. If it's electrical, you've got a short circuit. Think about it as a, a flow. It's moving from point A to point B. How does it physically get there? Go along that cable system, and then you will find where that short is. Water. I've got water coming out the ceiling. Work on the flow. See where it goes. Yeah. I've got no water. 
work on, on the, the flow. flow. <laughs> and that's the constant thing. And if you think about it in those terms, it's very rare that you can't diagnose these things effectively. There we go. This is 10 Minutes with Colin. That one was 23, yeah. wasn't it? <laughs> it's pretty close to that. <laughs> See, I've been doing really well with the yeah, 10 minutes, no, you know and what? then all of a sudden, that one, you threw in you threw in that certain place um, yeah. that uh, I'm not going to mention. <laughs> and with that all was the golf it. courses. And I kind of ranted that one, didn't I? <laughs> yeah, it was a good rant. But it's so frustrating. Oh, you know? I, I don't another, understand how they could do that. Look, there was another location that has exactly the same system, um, which is on properties that they are asking in the region of, well, actually, there's, there's, their standard range starts at about 15 million. Yeah. And is this on a little island? 40, is this is it, kind it, of like it, an islandish? Quite possible, yeah. yes. With a nice Italian restaurant? Yes. Yes, yes. oh, I know exactly where you're talking yeah. about. Okay. <laughs> so there's that <laughs> one. But, but, yeah, yeah, anyway. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, And there's another one quite near to Maidan that has that as well. And, you know, we just sit there in, in disbelief that oh, it's man. quite clear somebody who is not yeah. A in Dubai, and secondly yeah. is practically sat in a design office and thinks yeah. they are a designer and actually has never really been in the field to know what actually works. Oh, man. Yeah. So this is a kind of an interesting one because I wanted to bring it up and it's it's actually at the bottom of all the things that we do. I yeah, do want to talk about hinges, yeah, yeah. but it was the electronic door locks because I'm increasingly really interesting these. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm leery and I love tech, but I'm leery yes. of these these locks. Mm. I'm not surprised to be honest. It's, it's an odd one, isn't it? Because the traditional electronic lock has been with us for a long time and yes. we know those, which is basically the uh, the magnetic connection yeah. that goes on the door. They're always clicked. Why are they they're always clear. They're why. always clear. I don't know why. God, I'm, that's really freaked me out because there's no reason why they'd be clear, but they're always clear doors. Yeah. Okay, so you then got that and you've either got a fingerprint or alternatively yeah. a passcode normally, isn't it, and it gets yeah. you through, or even better, your security tag yeah. that would get you through places. Yeah. So, oh, sorry, I'll just mess nah, with nah, you. Nah, you're Are we okay. good? Yeah, yeah, you're used fine. to me now, aren't you? Which is good. Right, so that is the standard and, um, and those have been around for decades, haven't they? Yeah. yeah. Well, the wonders of um, the modern world and the wonders of the smartphone has said, you know what, we can get more money out of people here. <laughs> yes, exactly. So let's throw an app into the mix. So instead of now having the pass key, a uh, pass code, because yeah. obviously four digits is too much for some people. <laughs> Way too hard. And but then you've got the failure of those little clicker buttons, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All the clicker <laughs> buttons as well, they can fail. So instead, let's throw a phone into the mix. Yeah. Okay, so at this point, you then got a phone activated system. Okay, there is the benefits that are yeah. logical, which is from a tracking perspective, oh, imagine. yeah, it gives you the ability to be able to track better uh, than a code would. Obviously, yeah. not the smart pass that they've been used in hotels now for forever, decades. forever. Yeah. Which inevitably you must have had because you 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 hit the hotels every now and then yeah, with yeah. your family, and you get up there and the cards deactivated somehow. Do you know, this drives me <laughs> up the wall. Me too. Like, me too. So <laughs> let me. I'm confused by this. In Dubai, we have all of these spanking new hotels. Okay, yeah. we always go for late checkout. Right. We always have the same. <laughs> scenario where I've got to go back down to reception to get my cards revalidated yeah. past 12 o'clock. Really? In this day and age? Yeah. yeah but yeah. the thing is, we know that those are networks because they can track who's been in your room at any time. Yeah. Well, if it's able to do a push, it should be able to do a pull with that data. You would think. Yeah, in this, and it's not like it's a retrofit an old hotel, is it? No. You know? Actually, this is one thing that I think the Rove might be guilty of as well. So we've got to be a little bit careful. I, know, I think I think this is a general failure 
on on some of the way these the the software is set up because i'm sure that it can change that stuff just as they can easily revoke your access they could they could update it but it's the second thing that always bugs me in hotels and and in fact not even just hotels it's that and it's got nothing to do with locks so we'll get back to the locks but it's the elevators and the programming of how they're not smart programmed no. Yet, yet they could be, but whoever is and who's who's selling that portion of the elevator technology is not doing a good job because you you'll get to some places. The, and I'm going to shout out to the Grosvenor House over in in Parsha yes. uh, Heights. Yeah, you pray that you're not there during a rush hour. Fortunately, COVID, there's the rush hour has changed. Mm. Six elevators all doing exactly the same thing. Lovely. Well, it's, why are they not smart elevators and realizing that, okay, well, these ones are going to go to these floors and these ones are going to go. Yeah. And, you know, and they'll all come down at the same time. You push, you know, need, need an elevator in the lobby and five elevators show up. What's going on there? Don't you kind of think (laughs) you have one job to do. You're just the elevator guy. (laughs) Yeah. Let's join up this thinking people. But anyway, back to the locks. Yes. So we've got these. um, So what they actually provide, therefore, is so you have an app. And that app will give you access at certain times. And Mm. if you imagine, it can be deactivated as well from a central location. So this all sounds logical. Okay. Now, interestingly enough, there are slight negatives as well (laughs) from the the research that you kind of send through to us. It's interesting, isn't it? I mean, this was was totally biased research. It's by a company that sells these things. But... Well, you say that, but then you, you talk about the cons, which was absolutely hilarious which was there was a an outfit selling these called lock state yeah in uh, in northern america and um they had a situation where obviously you need to do a software update now and again don't yeah. you yeah well unfortunately that deactivated every single lock that was within, worldwide within the uh, the lock state system so nobody can, can get in can you imagine can you imagine that moment yeah it's two in the morning anyone yeah. spotted anything <laughs> Did everybody else's phone just go off 19 million times? Jeez. Oh, but you can imagine in that situation, it's unlikely to be a, a customer that only has one lock. Yeah. Your whole house has got front door, back door, all the doors. Yeah, but I wonder whether or not you've got to have access. If you imagine with these, you must have access in both directions. Right. So you've got people locked out and people locked in. I wonder if on the inside, though, it's manual and you've got that little knob that you turn. It can't be. You must have a manual override it's somewhere. It's got to be. But on the outside, typically they don't. So this is this is that thing, and and I'm, I kind of like the world of yes, I've got the electronic lock, but yes, I can also throw a key in if I need to, and override it. Yes, I agree. Now this would be logical, wouldn't it? But then <laughs> the problem is these designers don't go. That doesn't look sleek. No, that no. suggests that people won't trust my technology. Yeah, no, I'm not doing that. <laughs> so I wonder what actually happened there. And again, in, if you imagine this situation where you had a software update that that scrambled. So at that point, anything remote is totally off the table until you've got it demangled. Right. So you can't actually send something to the system. Mm. That's not good. No. I I just keep thinking, what if, you know, there's a fee and you haven't paid the fee, then they've locked you out of your house too. There's a whole sorts of different things. What if the company goes out of business? Or these hijackers now that um, do this online hijacking as well. Yeah. Yeah. Pay us 50 quid or you're not feeding your dog. That one. <laughs> Can you imagine? Because they know that you're away on vacation. Yeah. <gasps> oh, we've just put an idea out there for someone. That's not good. Well, yeah. I'm, I'm <laughs> but, I, but you know, the other side of it and why I actually sent this is, do you know anyone who has electric locks for their homes? Uh, for their homes. Yes, okay. I do actually. Oh, okay. It, this is, um, and this is only from the dog walk actually, right. which I've seen, <laughs> I've seen somebody. You see who, the light. Yeah, but they have, um, 
Actually, when I say they have electronic lock, no, I'm thinking they have more the um, the old style with the um, the numbers mm. um, that I've seen them made like, going okay. in using right. the numbers to get in. So yeah, yeah, not the full full fully fledged. I kind of like that that system where you got a little combo lock and you can give people the numbers they can get in, and then you can change it every now and then. And well, I guess if you're using it as a holiday home, that would make yeah. total sense, wouldn't it? But going that next step and being remote, I'm not sure I would trust it enough to be able to do that. Yeah, I, I'm. <laughs> there's just too many possibilities. What if someone turns off the internet you know it's just it could happen doesn't ring have something like this i'm sure they, they the latest stuff does all that it's not on here is it i didn't no. even check that but no, it I sounds like the either. kind of thing that ring would do yeah yeah, very bizarre. Yeah, very bizarre. For sure. Yeah, the the other one that that we've been talking about, and I've been I didn't send you the picture yet. Was the, but I did see it actually. I walked by the house that has the the crazy hinges on the doors. Ah, yes. And I also noticed it's, it's getting better. So not only does it have the crazy hinges, yes, above and below where the regular hinges are, but you know that 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 automatic door closing mechanism you get, you know, where you're open. I just your, bought some. Where you know with the arm. Oh, no, no, we've got arms. We've got arm ones, but they're a bit lethal when yeah. you're in a family those, environment. Those old school ones? Yes. They seem to have installed one of those on the door as well. Oh, lovely. On the outside. Because yeah. that's what every domestic environment <laughs> you need, isn't so it? I'm looking at this with these brass hinges now that are, it seems like they retrofitted them somehow, and this automatic door closer. Yeah. And I'm just going, it really looks horrible. I'm going to well, take a picture today. I, in fact, I was going to take a picture during the week and I was walking by, but there was someone coming out of the house. <laughs> you, at that point, you've got to be doing the compliments. Um, I did. Actually, hey, how are you doing? How's yeah, it going? I'm looking to upgrade my house. I'd seen what a wonderful job you've done of yours. And I wanted to take a picture for reference. Would you mind? Oh, no, sir. That was so kind you of you. Do you want me to stand next to you? Yes, uh, I do. <laughs> Stand next to it, your masterpiece. <laughs> Speaking of dog walking, just to, we'll come back to the, the hinges because I think there's lots of great hinges. And uh, I, I was walking the dog yesterday and I was passing someone and I gave them a, hey, how, hello, how's it going? And they were shocked. They, 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 they kind of, oh, hello, it's good to see you. No idea who they are, but just gave them the, the Yeah, passing. I do that. I do that with everybody, yeah. even with my ear plugs in, yeah. you know. And they were shocked that someone would actually say hello to them. Jeez, no, no, it's kind of stunning where we are, but, um, yeah. you know, you very rarely get a response because they've got their phones in as well. Like, did he say something or not? And then you get the others, which I really like, which is quite obviously they've got something very loud on. And you either get the, because they're worried they're going to go too loud, or they really do go, hello! It's crazy, isn't it? Oh, yeah. yeah it's difficult so, to work out your volumes. Yeah. Hinges. Hinges are a crazy, you know, and I just thought hinges are hinges are hinges. I still think hinges are hinges are hinges. I've got to be honest. But when you start looking at this chart that I sent around, because yes. you got your kitchen hinges, you got your pocket of hinges, course. you've got your barn door hinges. But hinges. But hinges. Careful. Yeah, I know. It's, it's, I mean, you've got the whole spreadsheet out in front of you. It's, An electrified hinge. Now, that I thought was interesting. Did you know I've got a friend who has an electric fence around their garden to keep out vermin? But it's not just any electric fence. It's the same kind of electric fence you use on a milk dairy farm to keep the cows from going out of the field. It happens the family owns a dairy farm. So he just brought some electric fencing home. Does he have young kids? <laughs> no. But, Does he have a dog? <laughs> nope. Oh, I'm not too bothered about cats. But it's, it's, I always want to, you know, I, I remember early, <laughs> early, early days, I always wanted to say to the boys, it's like, hey, have a pee on the fence. 
(laughs) (laughs) Mind you, they did that on Mythbusters, didn't they? Right, right. I'm still not ever going to do that, but they seem to think that that wouldn't... They did it on the um, the rail, an electric rail, and they couldn't make it spark. No, I think an electric fence, you're going to get a little flow. Imagine that (laughs) straight up your chap side as well. That'd be a nightmare. But hinges, the only reason I brought this up is because of this house. Clearly, they're not thinking about hinges. And and then I thought, well, you know, is this just, is there a lot of options? And clearly, there's an enormous number of options for hinges. See, my scenario on hinges is quite simple. And actually, we've just done it because I've just replaced the gate in in our back garden. Okay. And I replaced the door with an absolute monster of a Maranti um, hardwood. Um, Yeah. I mean, it is, it's, it's pretty big. And therefore, uh, is pretty weighty. Yeah. So for me, it was kind of a simple, a simple scenario whereby I don't want something that looks like your dog walk door. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I want something that is not going to be sagging at some point in yeah. the future. So you need a heavy duty hinge. Yes. But you need something that is kind of hidden and doesn't take away from the beauty of the hardwood door. Well, interestingly enough, no, I went exposed because it's kind oh. of the idea is ah. outside. It's supposed to be quite rustic. So okay. I, um, I was quite happy for half that. Hinge to uh, to come over and um, and and it works just fine, mm. but I wanted to put four on. I would have put four hinges on. Okay. Yeah. In the end, I suddenly realised that the main point of this door and what we always have been doing so far is because we have the people coming for the pool and the garden or whatever, we're always worried that that's been left open. Right. Okay. And Rolo, bless yeah, yeah, him, yeah. always on little. <laughs> He's keeping his eye on that gate. The yeah, well, no, no, at speed of light, he'll be, he'll be there. It's gone. And it, actually, well, when he's, he's, he got out in the old house twice, okay, and then he sat on the front door, uh, the front doormat. <laughs> so we're absolutely losing because somebody's just left the gate wide open. Yeah. And um, uh, he sat, oh, actually, that's not true. He's done it three times. He did it twice where he sat on the doormat and so proud of himself that he managed to escape <laughs> all the way to the front door. And then the third time, he wasn't on the front door. We absolutely lost it. But thank God the garage was open. He was sat on the garage door um, doormat. Oh, my Lord. So we hope he never runs away. But oh, I need a door closer. Right. Okay. So what'd you do? Well, interestingly enough, I initially started with the idea of using one of those industrial numbers. Right. And they said, but they look like hell. They do look like hell. But also, there's a practical issue with it, oh. which is, as the kids, we're going to be in this house for four years. Okay. Yeah. Dylan's quite tall like me. By the time that um, in four years' time, he would be at the stage of just, we think, almost the perfect height to be able to gouge himself <sighs> on that arm on the top of the gate. Well, that's the other thing. They do stick out. Someone's going to get taken out. Exactly. So, in the end, I've gone with a 10-inch... Um, spring hinge. Oh. Which you can't get here. <laughs> so I obviously had to order it in from North America like everybody else does. Spring hinge. You yeah. can't get them here. No. Not even an ace. No. That's weird. Yeah, it is weird. So, or maybe, maybe my sourcing team was just having an off day. Mind you, yeah. you've got to give them that. You know, no, you they're there to do good, a job yeah. for we will fix it. Okay. <laughs> and then they get the most ridiculous curveball for me to go and sort. And bless them. I don't know whether they're fearful or just um, they've been with us a long time. So maybe they're just used to me now, but they seem so, to drop everything whenever I'm, I'm like, look, could you just get this for me? I don't need it for another couple of weeks. Yeah, just see whether you can get it. 20 minutes later. So there. Here's an interesting thing. Mm. Observation. When you go buy hinges, how many hinges, not the spring hinges, but just regular, how many hinges in a package? 
And only two. And you usually need three. Yes, exactly. Why is that? Well, because they're trying to sell you two packs. It's obvious. <laughs> but then you get four, but you only need three. Yes. And how often do you replace hinges? Never. Very, very rarely. Indeed. Yeah. And you know the other thing that really irritates me about hinges? Actually, now you've got me onto it. There's four hinges on that door right there. Yeah. And you see the second one down, which is in a most random location. Right. But the thing that irritates me with hinges is when you need to replace a hinge, yeah. you can guarantee it's not going to fit into the previous rebate. No, no. So you're redoing the whole thing or you've got this horrible hole. Yeah. You've yeah. got a smaller hinge. It's really not fair. And I think that hinges should be standardized to much less options than they've currently got. It's definitely the way forward. So you got the 10 inch spring hinge. Yeah, it's not arrived yet because it's got to come through you. It's going to be another month, I think. Oh, man. Oh, man, seriously. It's absolutely ridiculous. But I mean, some people like, I mean, I'm literally looking at these decks. Some of them are hinges. nice. The heart style strap hinge. That is what you're going to need for your, your barn shed. To be fair, that looks like, um, you, do you have in, um, uh, in Northern America, do you have mock Tudor as being one of the styles that they have, yeah. which is the yeah. black and white? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. It was something that in the UK was prevalent on um, like uh, the housing estates in the early eighties okay. and got mocked <laughs> mercilessly. <laughs> So therefore, that whole style has that gone out style so there. dramatically. But that is it, isn't it? You that can is see it. That. Yeah, that's exactly what they had on their front door, along with the ridiculously <laughs> large knocker, which would then go through the door because it's actually an MDF core with only a tiny little bit of paint on the front of it. So that's not yeah. going to work. I'm not really um, too into no. that. Looked at spring hinges as well, but the spring hinge with the weight of this Moranti door, mm. um, and again, they come as a pack of two springs, of yeah. course. So as a result, I just thought with the spring hinge, I probably wouldn't have enough. And it also does 130 degrees. And these are designed, generally speaking, for 90 degrees. Right. That's the other issue with some hinges, yes. depending on what you've got. How far is it going to open? Exactly. So and um, so basically, I had to leave a space. There were kind of four buttons down. I, I couldn't have that fourth hinge for the simple mm. reason that's where I need to put the spring hinge. But I'm now thinking that maybe when I do the one spring hinge, it might not be enough. But it's a 10-inch hinge. Yeah, I know. So I'm thinking, I've got two there. Now, can you imagine the speed of light that's going to close? <laughs> Do that once. The dog's never even going to look at that door yeah, again. It could be a person who gets hammered in that door too. Do you know, there are there are people that caught, get caught as the fallout of war with a doggy. So on that basis, you know, as long as it's not me, I'm all good. I'll, I'll sacrifice a child <laughs> to promote <their> safety. <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah. Have we done hinges now? Because to be honest, I know why we're doing hinges, because we need to do hinges, but they're just not the most interesting <laughs> part of maintenance, are they? Well, I don't. The kitchen hinges. You know, the, the one in the kitchen that always gets me <sighs> is those darn screws keep letting out. Yes. And, you know, it's, I, don't, I just don't get it. And it'll adjust in every direction yeah. apart from the one you actually need to make it straight. <laughs> yes. It's so frustrating. And then you realise, oh, no, we've got chipboard carcasses. And as a result, yeah. yeah. See, I've done the chipboard carcass, and it's actually again, a little bit of a, uh, a standard tip here, mm. which is if you need, and again, this is a little bit bodgy, I will do the proper one afterwards, but if you need a quick bodge for this situation where a kitchen hinge is pulled out because you've got a chipboard and a nasty quality chipboard um, yeah. carcass that's there, if you wrap the uh, the screw with a not a large amount, but a bit of PTFE tape uh -huh. and then screw it in, then at Ooh. that point, normally you'll be able to get it back. It is absolutely fine. Now that is not the right way to do it. <laughs> That's a bodge. That is a bodge. But it works. It how long does, does how long does it hold for? I don't know. I moved house. <laughs> in all truth. 
<laughs> Gotta go knock on the right. Hey, excuse me, can you check that camera? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. The right way of doing that is actually to uh, to grab a dowel, uh-huh. um, drill out to the right size, uh-huh. uh, that whole area, glue the new the dowel, dowel in, in, cut it off, drill it. And that's the way that I insist in our warehouse, in the office, if anyone does the previous route, they're going to get a talking to for me because we, we've been there for quite a long time. But we might be moving. So tell me about this. What have you What have you come down to? Right. Well, we haven't. Um, okay. the, the situation that we have is we currently have a warehouse that's like 3,800 square feet with a big mezzanine that we've converted into an office. Yeah. And over the years, we've knocked down wall after wall after wall to um, to make the area upstairs into yeah. the, the main, um, we call it the trading floor, but it's basically where all of our uh, main operational staff are, apart from the accounts team that took over the office we built downstairs, which was going to be mine and Dan's office originally, and then... It got to the stage where it became the GM's office as we moved yeah, into yeah. that. And then about, oh, it was only about six weeks ago that we kind of, Dan and I arrived one day to see that w- the GM's office had now been converted into the accounts <laughs> office. So we now had five <laughs> desks there. We were like, how did that happen? So where's Phil gone? Yeah. Well, Phil was upstairs on the trading floor because he wanted to be closer to all the yeah. guys. And then when we got thrown out of that, which was originally down in my office, we built ourselves a new office, which was kind of smaller yeah. underneath the stairs. Nobody wants that slot underneath the stairs. Fine, we'll have it. No, well, nobody also <laughs> wants to have the server units in their right. office as well, because it's so noisy. Fine, put that in our office. Right, fine, done. So when we were kind of happy and snug in there, anyway, then Phil comes to us and goes, you know how you boys aren't in that much these days? Do you mind if I have it at your office? <laughs> Actually, yes, I do, Phil. <laughs> you push me out of one office, you're not pushing me out of two. <laughs> yes, but we've got no space. We haven't got no space. And we're growing and we've got lots of people coming in and whatever. So the time kind of, it's basically at the stage where almost because of COVID, we are now operating basically on a just-in-time basis. So from supplier direct to our guys, and we've got a lot more vans on the road just delivering parts. So we're not actually using the warehouse as effectively as we used to. It doesn't work as, as as a pod. So we originally went, well, you know what, we could move to an office. And we started on that kind of three, four weeks ago where, you know, we we have something that's a bit more salubrious and some natural light and all of that kind of stuff. And then we kind of added in the practicalities, which are, okay, well, we've been in the current place for seven and a half years now. So on that basis, when we we, um, arrived, we're like, oh, this place is way too big for us. There's way too much parking available out the front. (laughs) Way too much office space. But, uh, you know, is this warehouse going to be big enough for us? That was kind of where we started. Anyway, we're now at the stage where we are bursting out the seams on the office side, and we're really not using the, the, the space for the uh, the warehouse all of that much but it, it just there's no point trying to build yet another office because mm. we've already done that actually we've done that three times now for extra office space so we need to look for something different and then because it is the time of year where it's low season now right. we've got loads of our technicians who are off on vacation okay so what we then did was we put all the tools of theirs that were in the vans they all get um, put into the warehouse and taped down okay so now the warehouse is absolutely brimming at the seams and we're suddenly like, oh no, we're back where we started here. So what we kind of need is this odd style retail space that is almost mythical, um, where we can have something, mythical. yeah, like a three and a half thousand square foot office with something like a 1500 to 2000 square foot warehouse, uh-huh. which is kind of a smallish warehouse. Yeah. Well, 
Oh, and, and then, then just to add to that, if you imagine for the future, we probably need 80, 90 parking slots. Okay. Right, yeah. You throw this at a real estate agent and they're crying with laughter on the floor. You know, this does not exist. So we found a really nice one in DIP last week, oh, uh, oh. which was, well, no, no, it was the office space was great. Uh, we, they would give us kind of another area which would have worked as uh, kind of the store and um, workshop and all that kind of stuff. Um, but it only had 20 parking spaces. Yeah, that's not going to work. No, it's not going to work. Exactly. So it's still, we're still kind of looking and um, actually straight from here, I'm going to go and have a look at Marsha South and see if there's anything there with all the new developments and there's yeah. so much um, open spaces if I can yeah. find somewhere where I've got like three optional open spaces and you know gamble on the fact that they're not going to get built on the next five or six years uh, then we might be able to find something there but we'd need it's quite an epic office when you think about the whole it's five yeah. five thousand yeah, yeah. square foot that we need now so it's it's not the easiest it's mm. not the easiest of scenarios well, that, that sounds like you've got a, your day planned. And I look forward to hearing more about these office spaces. I mean, really, I think there's a lot we'll, of cool opportunities. We'll see how we go, but we've got lots of time. So, you know, we'll, yeah. uh, we'll work it out. <laughs> and on that note, let's, uh, let's close off yet another podcast with Colin Thomas from We Will Fix It Dubai and Essential Maintenance Dubai coming to you as we always do. Recently, anyway from the podcast studio at the Royal Hotel downtown Dubai. You want to get in touch with us, drop us a line, potaholics with a K at gmail.com. Anything, questions, queries, comments. We love to hear from you. Share the link. Keep doing DIY. It's as simple as that. Talk to you soon. <laughs>